In today's show, we're recapping all of Sunday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me, as always, on Twitter at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball, as well as a new free Substack, JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePix.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. All right, let's go into it. We've done a waiver wire show earlier today. There was a Monday streaming guide show as well. So let's talk about what we need to talk about from Sunday. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, a little bit of news here. Since I've last spoken to you, Chris Middleton is back doing a little bit of practice. It's not ideal. We hoped he'd be doing a little bit more. I I don't expect that he's back this week, but it is possible. But Pat Connaughton is back. He's off the injury report, so he'll make his return for the Bucs tomorrow. Mike Conley, the initial report was out at least two weeks, and the Jazz reporters have pushed back pretty strongly against that. He is out Monday. Conley, and then from then on, he will be day-to-day, re-evaluated again Tuesday. So maybe it's not that long of a term of, of, a, of a situation. He's avoided serious injury with his knee. I would still expect him to miss probably this week, but the initial at least two weeks doesn't appear to be correct. What we did get in terms of a two-week timetable was Damian Lillard, who's going to be re-evaluated in one to two weeks, which is a weird way of phrasing it. He's going to be re-evaluated in one week or re-evaluated in two, or maybe both. It's a weird way of phrasing it. Anyway, given it is the same calf, another calf strain, it's a grade one calf. I'm expecting two weeks here for Lillard, maybe three. Last time Shaden Sharp started, wasn't worth a 12-team roster spot. Justice Winslow boosted his value, was probably worth a fringe 12-team spot, but that's about it. But we just saw more stuff going to Grant, going to Hart, going to Simons, going to Nurkic. So not really a pickup there. I wouldn't add Sharp in 12-team category leagues. I'd consider Winslow, but he's really sort of a back-end, fringy, 14-team league player. I might consider Sharp in a 14-team points league. And of course, he could just completely surprise us all and put up big numbers and be a category league guy. But he said, what, four assists for the season? I think actually six assists and four steals for the season. Not average, total. Like he does nothing apart from score. And his free throws are a little bit subpar and his three-point shooting's been subpar too. So while he's impressed, the fantasy value really hasn't been there at all. For OKC, Poku's out again. I would hold Poku. Baisley's out. Man is out. So we're going to get another opportunity to uh, to go Bronco riding. Broncos country, let's ride. So I think Jalen Williams is a pretty good ad. That's Jalen. That's the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Jalen, J-A-L-E-N, the good one, the small one. He think he's a good ad with Poku and Baisley and Man all sidelined. So that is a bit of a news recap. We're not going to do most added and most dropped waiver players. We're going to get straight in. 
and smash out the first game of the day. It was an early one. It was the Knicks. It was the Suns. And it was the Suns smashing the Knicks. Good for them. 116.95, the final score. The Knicks made a change. And I will never, ever, ever understand the logic behind some coaches. Quentin Grimes started this game, but he started a while ago, played 15 minutes and his foot was sore, so then he, he had to sit out and came back and wasn't in the rotation. And now Cam Reddish has to sit out due to groin soreness, so a player out of the rotation in Grimes comes back in and starts and plays 32 minutes. Couldn't find a minute for him. Couldn't find a single minute for Quentin Grimes in any other game, but here he is now. 32 minutes, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. No I do not believe that Grimes is a must-roster or must-add 12-team league player. The eight assists are completely out of character. Um, I don't know if he's going to... What happens when Reddish, if Reddish plays tomorrow? Does Grimes just hold the starting spot and Reddish goes back to DMPs? The same thing that happened to Grimes? I don't know. Do they play 20 minutes apiece? I don't know. It's And, and Grimes, look, the eight assists, they're fluky. Like, I'm not expecting him to have eight assists while Randall has two and Brunson has three. That's not how the distribution of assists are going to go most of the time. I wouldn't expect. So while this is solid, I wouldn't overreact to it. Brunson had 27 points, three assists. He's been really, really good this year, the 40th ranked player, um, exceeding some of my expectations as well. While the um, center rotation got even more annoying slash complicated. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Well, I mean, he didn't really take it from here, but he at least returned. He didn't start, though. Isaiah Hartenstein did. 15 minutes for Hartenstein, 7-3 and three with a steal and a block. And actually, that was the best category league game of the day of all the three centers, weirdly enough. I don't think you need to bother holding Hartenstein for as frustrating as it's been. Robinson played with a... Well, actually, let me rephrase on Hartenstein. Robinson played with a knee brace. They play tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if Mitchie Robinson does not play Monday, meaning Hartenstein and the Lionheart Jericho Sims... You just made the list! ...play bigger minutes tomorrow, becoming stream options. Now, Sims played only 16 minutes. He had 5-5 five and five with a block, and he is most likely going to be the odd man out most nights. So I wouldn't necessarily... like He's not a hold. But, again, if Mitchie's out tomorrow, then you can stream or, or keep Sims for that game, and then you can get rid of both him and Hartenstein would be my guess. As for the double royal Julius Randle, only 27 minutes in a blowout. I haven't played his song for a while. Nine, six, and two. Pretty piss poor, to be honest. Poor field goal shooting. Well, you're going to be shocked. Rowan Barrett was bad again. 12, four, and two. 27 minutes. 20, uh, 27 minutes. 27% shooting. Uh, 1% for every minute. It's not how percentages work, but he's bad as well. He is, over the last week, the 300th and 69th ranked player. Giggity. In category leagues. That is objectively terrible. He's on track for another season of maybe being outside the top 200. He's 223rd. He's just a terrible category fantasy player. Quickly played a lot of minutes, and we love that. Six points on 17%. We abhor. Didn't hit a three. Didn't get a steal. He's a stream guy. Maybe a stream for tomorrow. But this just this team's bad. Like Thibodeau just needs to. In fact, Tommy, what can we? Not Tommy. Jack, what should we do with Tom? Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, he's shit house. Onto the Suns. We just keep rolling with Cameron Payne, and we keep loving it. 21, 7, and 9, two blocks, two threes. Unbelievable numbers with Chris Paul out. Just keep going. Mikael Bridges, 13, 6, and 5 was good. Well, Damo Lee knocked in another four triples. 15 points for him. He's a great three-point streamer while Cam Johnson is out. And this makes it four good games in a row for Torrey Craig. I'm not willing to say that he's going to be must-roster all the way through, but this is the 60th-ranked player over the last week. 14, 4, and 4. Three assists, two threes, two blocks. That's bloody good. And it's four games in a row. Why not? DeAndre Ayton, okay. 
13, 11, and 4, pretty good. 20% free throws on five attempts, dreadful. But I look at that going, okay, that's a weird night. He got to the line five times. That's super encouraging. He only played 27 minutes, but they didn't need anyone to play big minutes. Of course, Mikhail Bridges still played 33. But they just had this one in under control, so we don't need to see too much. Booker, 20 and 5 with five triples. Solid game from him. He's the fifth-ranked player over the last week. We saw this at the end of last season from Booker, that when Chris Paul is out, his numbers are able to rise pretty significantly. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Because life is tough. It's a minefield looking to be navigated. And sometimes the navigation's tough. We need a map. And sometimes that map is a therapist because we have all emotional challenges and sometimes processing those emotions, where they come from, what do we do with them? But then more importantly, how do we cope with them? We need a helping hand with that. And that's what the BetterHelp therapists are there to help you with. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and it's accessible anywhere. 100% online, no more waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist because that BetterHelp, you just fill out a brief questionnaire to match you with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. So learn more and save one, uh, not, no, why do I keep saying 100 there? No, save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. Let's go to the second game of the day. The Charlotte Hornets. They lose to the Wizards 106-102, the final score. Um, for Charlotte, LaMelo Ball still out. They've got a two-game week coming up. Kelly Oubre had another big scoring night, 20 shots. It's a lot of shots for Kelly Oubre. It is a lot. And whenever I, I look at this roster, I go, okay, remember there's still Cody Martin, who's played one minute this season. I know he's still out for a while. But what happens when they're healthy? Because we haven't seen it yet. Oubre has to go to the bench, right? Because it'd be Rogier and Ball and Haywood, and Washington, and Plumley. He has to go to the bench. So I think, and some of this insane usage has to stop. Now, he's had a really hot streak here, Ubre, 43rd over the last week, 112th for the season. I, I just don't know that I see it continuing. But, yeah, he's proven me wrong so far. Dennis Smith had an interesting game, 25 minutes, 6 points, but 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 3 assists. But, of course, it's no Lamelo Ball. And with only 2 games next week, I don't think I would bother adding Smith for the 2 games. Because I think after that, Ball will probably be re- probably return. You can stream Smith in, but that's about it. As for Gordon Haywood, really good game. He went to the uh, locker room with a shoulder problem, but returned. 20 points in 37 minutes, 4 assists in 3 threes. And unlike Smith, if Haywood is on your waiver wire, he's worth an add and a hold through a two-game week. Because I think as long as he's healthy, there's enough value here. PJ had 13 and 5, while um, the cockroach Mason Plumley played 31 minutes, 9 and 8 with 4 assists and a block. Not his best night, 25% from the field is pretty bad, but the minutes are encouraging. Well, Big Dick Nick had an 11 and 10 double-double in 17 minutes. I would not add Nick Richards in 12-team leagues, but he played well. The big story is going to be Terry Rozier, because people are they're just hating on him. 8, 7, and 5. Okay, now I know that I've said in the past, and last season in particular, hey, he's I can't believe Terry Rozier is now this 50% two-point guy um, after being so bad in Charlotte and Boston early in his career. But he did it consistently for two years. Now, this is just astonishingly bad shooting. He's under, I think, 37% for the season. But he's still averaging 20 points, 
five rebounds, and five and a half assists. His steal rate is cut in half from last season, and he's shooting nowhere near the same. He is an absolutely gigantic buy low. He's 139th ranked player. There's no denying that hasn't been good because the percentages are dropping him way down. In a points league, and that's how you can really get the differentiation here. Is it counting stats and usage and minutes opportunity, or is it percentages that's hurting? If you're 139th in a category league and you're 51st in a points league, then you can be bloody sure that it's efficiency that's hurting you. And that's where we are with Rogier. And we expect a big jump up in his efficiency numbers as well as his steals. So it's a gigantic buy low opportunity for Terry Rogier, in my opinion. Eight, seven, and five. You throw any top 80 player at Rogier, like I would do that every day of the week. I don't know if anyone's going to buy it, but people are annoyed. People are annoyed because they look at overall ranking and they go, oh man, 139. That's not even a 10 team league guy, which is clearly false because he is. But we are expecting some big, big bounce backs in his shooting numbers. Well, I am anyway. I don't know if you are. Um, on to the Wizards. Monte Morris was out. They didn't start Geordie Goodwin. They started Brad Beal at point guard and pushed Cordy Kispert into the starting lineup. Beal 41 minutes, 26, 4, and 5 with five steals. Don't really get that from Beal too often, do you? But late in the game, in like the last 30 seconds, he copped a knee in the thigh and had to leave the game and wasn't in for the closing minutes. He'll get reevaluated probably tomorrow. And then we'll get an update as to whether he misses time. Kispert was the one who started for Morris. 31 minutes, 12 and 13. Sorry, that's that's Avdia. 32 minutes, 14, 6 and 3 with two triples for Kispert. If Morris is going to miss or Beal's going to miss, Kispert's a streaming option, probably more suited to 14 teamers. Kuzma, his assist rate's really up at the moment. 38 minutes, 28 and 10, 5 assists and 4 triples. But the other thing we need to look at in this game is Rui Hachimura was out, so there's extra minutes for the forwards. A good double-double from Avdia, 12 and 13 with a block. A 14-team league guy, I think with 12-team streamability, while Porzingis had 12-8. and eight, He had five blocks, but he shot, like Terry Rogier, a horrendous 21%. This could have been an absolute ball burster from Porzingis, who is the 27th-ranked player this season. And so far, fingers crossed, is paying off. We are able to draft him in the 40s or 50s in drafts. It's really um, yeah, really starting to, uh, to pay off for, uh, for that investment. Back on Jordan Goodwin, he played 24 off the bench, only five points, but he's this weird player, like three blocks. He's just always contributing something. He's probably not a 12-team league guy, but he's at least useful to take a flyer on on days where someone's out, like with Beal or Morris or um, Hachimura even, just to get some extra minutes in there. Uh, as for Morris, I know he missed this game, but yeah, he still, he still remains to me a 12-team league drop. Let's go to the next game. The Pistons lose to the Kings, 137-129. Marvin Bagley started at center, and he bagleyed. He played 21 minutes because he's got into foul trouble. He had 15-6, and six, which is what he does. He can score. He got some boards, but no assists, of course, no threes. Um, he had a steal and a block, and he hit all his free throws. So probably actually a better game than usual. I still have no interest in Marvin Bagley in a 12-team category league. I, I just don't. Jaden Ivey, did he get, is this a revenge game because the Kings didn't pick him at four? 24, four, and three. Oh, but they couldn't have picked him, Josh, because they drafted De'Aaron Fox. Oh, okay. 24, four, and three with four triples. Really good game. He's going to be inefficient, of course, uh, as a rookie, but this was an efficient game. While well, Bogdanovich had 21 points and two triples, red hot shootings like so many players on this team. Alec Burks and Killian Hayes, the two Cade Cunningham replacements. 29 minutes for Hayes, nine points, two, three, six assists. That's good enough for me for a 12 team league. Alec Burks didn't play as many minutes, but... Alec Burke. 25 minutes, 16-3-1 with a triple one on 31% shooting. Could have been a monster. Both of these guys have 12-team appeal in the short term with Cunningham on the sideline. Jalen Duran. I thought he was better than Bagley. What a shock that is. 12-8 in 27 minutes. 
Big minutes again because Bagley cannot keep his ass out of foul trouble. Durant is a 12-team option. I'm not sure it's going to stick. With Sadiq Bay out, Isaiah Livers started, and let's be fair, he was really bad. When you're outplayed by Kevin Knox, it's a bad night. Five points in 16 minutes for Livers. He has not taken advantage of any opportunity this season, really. Well, Knox was actually all right. 11 and 5 with three triples, but I, I honestly, I couldn't care less about adding him. Just not not at all. Not, no way. For the Kings, Darren Fox, massive. 36 minutes, 33, 4, and 7. The, buy, or the sell high is massively open. He started this game shooting 8 of 10, cooled off a bit in the second half, was perfect 9 of 9 from the line. And I will happily admit that his free throws look improved. His shot selection is better. His three-point shooting percentage, I expect it all to get better and or to be better, right? No question about that. But he is the 12th-ranked player this season because his shooting is insane. His two-point shooting is insane. Even if it drops five to six percentage points, which I expect that it does, that doesn't mean that he's a bust. It means he goes from being a first-round player or a first-round adjacent player being to being a mid-second to late third-round player. Well, not mid-second. Um, mid-third to late third-round player. I mean, I've got him like 28th overall. So if I can get a top 15 player back in a trade for Fox, I'd do it because I assure you the shooting numbers will regress. Will they regress to last season? I've got no idea, and it doesn't even matter if they do. They don't even have to go down that far for him to fall away in value. But the sell-high window is propped gigantically open, and I would try to do it. That's you know, just looking at numbers and history, and not even his own history, just the history of the NBA in general, he's not going to keep this up. Sabonis, 15, 13, and 7. That's a very Sabonis line. He took five shots. It's still got those numbers. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 27 and 9. I hate to say it, guys, but maybe Barnesy's an ad. I don't like saying it. I'm not excited by it. But his recent form suggests yes. Kevin Herter had 24, 5, and 5 with five triples. Four triples, sorry. Pretty strong game there. He's a 12-10. While Monk got ejected. Not the greatest night there. Eight points, three assists, and two steals. I think he's a hold. I dropped him in one league, but I think he's a hold in a few others. Well, Keegan Murray. My concerns on him are, I think, being founded. Really lost as not a one or two offensive option. Shots aren't going in at the level that we did at college. The defensive stats are nowhere near the level in college. And he's not rebounding the ball either. 13, 2-1, 40% shooting. Rookies usually are pretty bad. And rookies who dominate in summer league, context is gigantically important. That context, I thought was pretty obvious with Murray, but he's been even worse than I expected. I think he will be better than this. I think his back is still bothering him, and I don't hate holding him. But if I'm in a shallow league, a 10-team league, I'd jack him straight off. Like I wouldn't bother in a 10-team league, to be honest. I also started with a much lower base on Murray. I didn't love him as a prospect. I think I had him sixth or seventh in the draft. I didn't love him as, you know, I thought he was fine as a fantasy guy, but around 100, you're not around 60 or 70. So I was lower all there. So I want to go, oh, yeah, he can get better, but I didn't have that high ceiling already factored in with what he can do. So again, use that and understand my, my opinion there. How about Terrence Davis, where people added him? Well, he played three minutes for three points. One of the biggest ever examples of chasing value that I've ever seen. And I wasn't going to say that it was necessarily the wrong thing, but so many people grabbed it without thinking about why it happened. And that is something that you do need to do when you're playing fantasy. Why did it happen? And can that why happen again? 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but not the way that you know it. You don't have to deal with a salary cap. You don't have to deal with playing against other people. It's you versus projections. That's it. You might look at Harrison Barnes and look at his point total and go 14 and a half, probably under. You might look at Keegan Murray's rebound total of five and a half and go definitely under. And you can do up to six of those individual player projections, put them into one entry, and you can win 25 times your money. It's available in 30 US states and in Canada, but it's not just the NBA. You can throw NFL in there. You can throw NHL in there. You can throw the FIFA World Cup in there. You can throw men's and women's college basketball, college football, boxing, MMA, golf, NASCAR, esports, so many things. If you're wanting to have a dabble at disc golf, you can do that as well, amazingly. Get the goats of disc golf into your lineup. What do they even measure? What are the stats in disc golf? Is it what, greens in regulation? Total strokes? That's what she said. Like, I don't know. But whatever it is, you can do it on Price Picks. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Price Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. As per usual, we're going really slow. The Warriors and the Rockets. The Warriors were up big, the Rockets came back, and the Warriors pull out the victory. In the end, 127 to 120. Clay Thompson has been bad this season, and he went crazy here. I think he had 20 points in the first quarter. He ended up with 41 points with 10 triples, two steals, and shot 61% from the field. Now, that's a gigantic usage of 33. And the realistic situation here with Clay is he's not this good. He's also probably not quite as bad, but I also don't think he's got any chance of returning to peak Clay Thompson. This was great. This was encouragement if you held on. But also understand that this is not real. Steph Curry also, he started this game poorly and ended up with just a stupid line. 33, 6, and 15, three steals, two blocks, seven triples. Like you just, yeah, that's amazing. Like, it's a ridiculously good line. Andy Wiggins had 22 with six triples and two steals. It does help when you play the Rockets, let's be fair, and their defense. But some good numbers there. But Jordan Poole couldn't take advantage of the Rockets' defense because he's just really bad when he's on the bench, I guess. 10 points in 25 minutes. Four assists and a block. We can't really drop him. He's going to start tomorrow, I'm guessing, because Clay will be out. But it's just frustrating to deal with this. Looney remains a streamer. Seven rebounds, five assists in his 29 minutes, while the bench continues to be a disaster. Anthony Lamb sucked. Kaminga sucked. I thought Moody played okay and deserves more minutes. Jermichael Green is back in the rotation. But every one of these guys is terrible. They just can't do anything on the bench, and it's a real problem for the Rockets. Not for the Rockets, for the Warriors. They're lucky they played the Rockets, is what I meant to say. Let's look at the actual um, Rockets because cousin Kevin Porter, it had been a little bit of a rough go of things, but 30 points, five triples, five rebounds, six assists, two steals and a block. 53% from the field, five of six on the line. Yes, great. Big turnaround. Love it. He's the 60th ranked player this season, 40th in points leagues. Jabari Smith Jr. This is it, boys. It's happening. Girls, 22 points, seven rebounds, three triples, and he shot over 40%. He, in fact, shot 57%. Now, unfortunately, he didn't bring us any blocks. But we knew at some point it was going to turn. If he was dropped, I would add him. Unlike Murray, I had high hopes for Murray, uh, for Smith. Good minutes, solid enough usage, great three-point shooting, good block numbers, good rebound numbers. I thought all that could translate. And the shooting just has not. I think, they're gonna, I think we, we're going to end up with him as a top 100 player this season. Jalen Green struggled, 16 points, but he still had four assists and he added two steals. 
Shot 27%, though. While KJ Martin, really good energy from him, 12 and 4, but he's not a 12-teamer. While it was a disappointing night from the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Happens a lot against the Warriors with centers, but he really struggled. 4 and 7, while Garuba had 3 points and 2 steals. But let's talk Tari preseason. Because when he came in, along with KJ Martin, he turned the game. Not that they ended up winning, but he turned the game. Now, I know Stephen Silas is a dumb shit at times in terms of rotations, but surely at some point... We've got to go, like, what's Eric Gordon doing for us? KJ Martin, sure, but, like, Eason's the guy. 19 and 8 with three steals in 23 minutes. The three steals are great for fantasy. The 19 points is great. I don't expect 27 usage or 57% shooting. But he turned the game around. He's a factor on every play, basically. And there is going to be a luxury hold nature to this. And it might not hit until January. It just might not because you know, this guy makes poor decisions a lot. But Eason was literally undeniable in this game. And he was so impressive. And the numbers backed it up. Still only played 23 minutes, which is troubling. But I don't mind him as an ad to see where it goes. Because there, there's definitely something there with him. I don't think that's really all that debatable. The Heat and the Cavs. I don't know how much to take away from this one. 113 Cleveland, 87 Miami. Miami was without Butler, Hero, Vincent Oladipo. And then Duncan Robinson got hurt. At least Bam did return. But 27 minutes, 21 and 6. Caleb Martin's a good stream for tomorrow. 17 points in 35 minutes. And uh, Little Chunga started again. Nikola Jovic, 32 minutes, 7, 4, and 5 with, with a steal. I don't think that Jovic is much more than a desperation stream for 12-team leagues. It was a rough game for Kyle Lowry. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Nine points on 20% shooting is obviously woeful. Um... Four rebounds, three assists. He'd been red hot, so I'm not going to care too much about this, but just a bad game. Well, Max Struess also was bad. Eight points, 33%, no rebounds. He did get a steal, but you know what we've said about Struess. Without decent big minutes, 34 minutes, without the shots going in, there's nothing he does. And I do think that when Butler and Hero and Vincent and eventually Oladipo return, Struess will not be a 12-team league player. And we got some glimpses into that today of how there can be struggles. He's not a top 100 guy this season. He's not a top 120 guy this season because there are a lot of limitations in his overall game. Haywood Highsmith is just, what's the opposite of red hot? Ice cold. Yeah, that's it. Zero points in 29 minutes. Big minutes the last two games. I thought he was a chance to get some rotation minutes. The last two games have suggested to me that, yeah, he is a long way off that. For the Cavs, Garland, 25-2-7. He's rolling. Over the last week, he's ranked sixth. Mitchell's ranked um, 54th. In the preseason, we expected them both to be healthy, and I thought Garland would be a little bit better than Mitchell this season. Obviously, over the course of the year, it hasn't been the case, but we're seeing Mitchell's assists and overall value dropping a little bit here. 13-3-5 for Don with two steals. It's not a bad game at all, but we are seeing a little bit of that more even distribution between him and Garlo. thought Mobley was good, 15-10-5, while with the absence of Kevin Love, the absence of Dean Wade, and then the injury to, to Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Um, we saw Chetty Osman play 37, 20 and 12, four triples to steal on a block. That's cool. It's exciting. It's great. But I also don't really care that much. Now they do play. No, they don't play. Oh no, they do play tomorrow. They've got a back-to-back tomorrow. So or do they? Am I, am I imagining that? No, I think they do. Yeah, they do play tomorrow. So if we do have Levert out and Love out and Wade out, then yeah, maybe we do stream Osman. That'd, that'd be where we'd go. I'd probably go with him over Lamar Stevens who had 11 points in 22, although he could be an option. But then in this one, we had Isaac Okoro come from nowhere to have 13 points in 29. Now, I definitely know I'm not trusting Isaac Okoro, but his extra minutes and his good scoring 
limited what Lamar Stevens was could, could do. And when you get limited by Isaac Okoro, you're not that high in the coach's um, thought process. Jared Allen didn't do much, didn't need to do much. It was a pretty easy victory. I said we we're going to not care too much about that game, and then I talked about it for probably way too long. Let's talk about the next one, the Grizzlies. And the Nets, the Grizzlies obviously undermanned. They lose 127-115. No Jar Morant, no um, Desmond Bain, of course, and no Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. So I think we have to consider Lil John Concha. What? A 12-team uh, league guy. Yeah! 16-9-7. and seven, Two steals, two triples. Okay! Six of six from the line, but only 36 from the field. He's a top 50 player of the last week. 12 team, go. Ty Stones, must add 13, three and six, go. Dylan Brooks, oh man. 31 points, sexy one, well done, mate. Uh, 30 shots, 30. I can't with this guy. I can't. He is, he is probably a 12 team league ad while these guys are out. But like actually RIP in pieces, your percentages. It's going to be so bad. He, oh, Jesus. At least he had four steals. Um, I am not at all convinced David Roddy's an NBA player. I thought he looked lost most of the time he was out there. While, is this because Jaron Jackson was out? Or is it because Stephen Adams played better? But we only got 17 minutes of Brandon Clark, two points. I do not believe that Brandon Clark is a 12-team league guy. Well, Adams had 15 and 10 in 29 minutes, and Aldama had eight points in 21. You can jack Santi Aldama really easily. Get that garbage out of here! For the Nets... Where should we start? Should we start with Ben Simmons? Yeah, 35 minutes and he started. I did expect him to start. I didn't think it would be necessarily at center with Claxton out. 22, 8, and 5 with a steal, 85% shooting. He missed his only free throw, but you know what? Unbelievable. He looked great. He looked fast. He looked live. He looked aggressive. And I know he didn't take tons of shots, but he took 13 of them, which is second most on the team. But he just, he was like, Kyrie would be dribbling the ball up. And he's like, Kyrie, give it to me. And they'd give it, set a screen, set guys up in the corner. It was working brilliantly. I was really excited to see that. Now, their next game is against the Sixers in Philly. What a wild game that's going to be. But Simmons turned it on here. This is why we thought he might be a steal in the 70s or 80s. He looked dreadful up until this game. But despite looking dreadful, he's ranked 116th in category leagues. He's 111th in points leagues. He's a must-roster player. Durant had 26-7-7, while the uh, Basmati man... Another eight assists for Royce O'Neal. I don't know what the hell's going on now. His usage was back to usual levels, under 10. He had 12 points on 67%. I do believe he's going to drop off. But if he keeps dropping in 67% shooting nights with eight assists, then you're just loving it. It just feels completely unrealistic to expect that. Kyrie returned, played only 26 minutes, 14 and 5, 42%. He's a bit rusty. He'll be better for the run. Well, how about the big fella, Yuta Watanabe? How good is he? I think he's the third highest three-point percentage in the entire NBA. 16 points, four triples, another 67% shooting. Like, he's going to regress. He's Even his two-point percentage is absolutely out, out the ass. It's so high. There's a lot going to fall away, but he looks great out there. That's a nice, at least 16, probably maybe even 14-team league short-termer, but probably more 16-team league guy. Smoking Joe had 13 points with four triples in 28, while Seth had 10 in 25. And I do think that Royce and Seth and Joe, O'Neal Harris-Curry, will all become 12-team fringe guys because they'll just eat into each other's playing time too much. Cam Thomas had one rebound in four minutes, obviously. Obviously, you can jack him off. Get that garbage out of here! But next game, Claxton returns. So what happens? Does Claxton start and Harris goes to the bench? Does Simmons move back to the bench? I highly doubt it after this performance. I don't think O'Neal moves to the bench, but then you're not left with tons of shooting. It's a really interesting decision that Jacques Vaughn has to make. 
And I, I would. Yeah, I would move O'Neal to the bench. I don't think you want Simmons, Claxton, and O'Neal out there. You'd want another shooter, but maybe it, maybe it is Claxton that stays on the bench. And if it is, and Simmons is the starting center and playing 35 minutes, well, Claxton's done as a 12-team league guy if that's the case. We really want to watch that. We have to watch. It's going to be a must-watch game anyway, but we really want to watch that from a fantasy perspective to see what the hell is going to happen with that rotation when those guys um, come back. It's going to be... It's going to be very intriguing. Very. The next game, really, really disappointing for the Mavericks. Is Jason Kidd maybe a bad coach? Maybe this happened, I think, his first year, maybe Milwaukee, first year in Brooklyn where he was quite good, and then everything turned to shit. Maybe he's not very good. I, I don't know. But this is a terrible loss. The Nuggets, 98. The Mavericks, 97. The Nuggets were without Jokic, Murray, and Gordon. They also lost Jeff Green after five minutes. So the big stiffy Bones Highland rocked him. 29 points in 35 minutes, six assists, a steal, and a block. He had a usage of 33%. There's just so much unrealistic about Bones being able to do that. Minutes, usage, assist rate, none of that's going to stick. But he's at least a 12-team league guy to see what the hell happens. DeAndre Jordan, well, we're obviously not caring too much there, but I can't argue with 17 rebounds. That's useful enough. It's a good stream option, but that's it. While the Shark, Bruce Brown... Continues to be good. Top 50 after the last week. 12, 4, and 8. Steal on a block. Whenever someone's out, he plays well. I'll tell you who's not playing well. Maga Porter Jr. 31 minutes, 14 and 5. Two steals and a block. It's not, it's not dreadful, but it, he's just lost a little bit from the start. He still hit 55% of his shots. He unfortunately went 1 of 4 from the line, but he just looked a little bit off and only played 31 minutes. That's the worrying sign to me. Everyone else minutes is way up. His couldn't. That's that's a worry. KCP, just the nine points on 18%. I think you still hold him in 12s, but I don't imagine he maintains must roster 12-team status all season. Zeke Naji started the second half with Jeff Green out. He didn't really do much there. Five points in his 16 minutes. Unfortunately, he's just not getting a big enough role. For the Mavericks, it's really hard to compete when both Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock are starting and giving you nothing on a nightly basis. Both guys scored three points and both guys shot 20%, and you shouldn't have any of them in 12 or 14 team leagues. Maybe Finney Smith in 14, sorry. Timmy Hardaway had been playing well, and then he did whatever this is. Two points on 0% shooting in 21 minutes, but at least they got a good performance out of Josh Green. 30 minutes, 23.6 triples, nothing else. He's been an interesting source of steals. This is a good game, but of course, it's 89% shooting. He's six of seven from three. It's never, no way. There's no chance it sticks, but it's a good game. But the guys ahead of him, Bullock and Finney-Smith, are they doing anything to light the world on fire? Absolutely not. So maybe extra minutes come. Spencer Dinwiddie played 30 minutes. He dislocated his shoulder towards the end, but he popped it back in and said he's fine. I have my doubts, but we watched that. 11-1-8. He was on the sell high show at one point saying he's not going to stick these levels. And uh, yeah, that's going to work out pretty well in my favor. I reckon that one. He's fallen way off, 139th over the last week. Still holding him, of course. Well, um, Christian Wood only played 17 minutes. Why? Well, you think you get more than that because Muxy Kleber was out. Was it because JaVale McGee played? Well, he played 11 minutes. Dwight Powell played 20. But Davis Bertans from the crypt, 14 minutes, 15 points with four threes. That is shocking from Wood to only do what he did. He took three shots, 11 usage. His value has been wild this season. Sky high to begin the year when he was getting like 35 usage on about a million percent true shooting, then did nothing, then got hurt. He's all over the shop. We still hold him, but holy shit. Like, Jason Kidd does not like him. 
does not, will not let him play through anything, will be quick to drag him at any stage. He does not like him. And I know that, you know, your house of highlights and your baller's life are going to look at him and go, man, he's such a baller. Yeah, I've had people tell me, man, what's kid doing? This guy's a fringe all-star. Ah, what are you talking about? Like fringe all-star in what universe? He is not that good. He can put up numbers that look sexy because they're in double digits, points and rebounds, but he is not that good. And he's really showing at this. Now, I do think he should be used more than he is with, with here. And the kid's making some questionable calls. But also, I'm going to back kid, amazingly. I'm going to back kid with some of the stuff because defensively, he's actually putrid. And he causes a lot of problems. And this team is fairly poorly constructed, I would say. And about time Nico Harrison gets a little bit of criticism, I think. And now we do the last game of the night. And honestly, it was such an ass-kicking. There's hardly anything to take away from it. The Lakers 123, the Spurs 92. We knew the Spurs in a five-game week would periodically sit people. And today, it was Jakob Pertl. Yeah, Collins was out. Wesley was out. Langford was out. We knew that. Pertl was out. But they didn't start Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey. They, in fact, started Gorgie Jen, who had 7-7-3. Seven, seven, now, Bassey was still okay. 21 minutes, 8-8, eight eight, 5 assists and a steal. That's really useful. But now you drop him. In fact, you don't just drop him. You jack him off. Get that garbage out! Thanks for the five-game week. It wasn't as good as we expected, but I'll see you later. Um, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now. 12 and 6, three steals, 26 minutes. He's solid. He's a good streamer. You don't have to hold him in 12 teams. He's more of a 14-team league guy. Vassell was able to be okay, 17-4-4, but uh, the horse, Calvin Johnson. Whose horse is that? That's really bad. 12-3-1, 20% shooting on 20 attempts, and three of five from the line. Disgusting. He's outside the top 170 over the last week because percentages have really cratered. He's now down to outside the top 70 over the course of the season. Vassell is higher than him. I I do think Vassell remains high because he's got an ability to be more efficient and more evenly contributing across the, uh, across the board. Kelden is still obviously really useful, but we're seeing some of the limitations in his game. I believe Vassell is a future star slash all-star level player. I don't think that for Kelden. Still, obviously, going to be better than this, so maybe it's a little bit of a buy low, but we've got to re-establish uh, expectations. Trey Jones, 10-2-4. It's all right. It's nothing super. But again, this game is just such a weird one. Kata Bates-Diop have been playing big minutes. He had four points in 16. So yeah, you can drop him if you had him. I'll tell you who's playing well, though. Anthony Davis, 30-18, three steals and a block. It's good. Like, What more do I need to say? He's killing it. 63% shooting. Top five, top three ranked player over the last week. In fact, in fact, he might actually be number one. Top six player over the year in fantasy points. He's averaging over 50 fantasy points. The question's always going to be, all right, what do we do now? There is going to be a regression. He's really stepped it up with LeBron out and with LeBron back or when LeBron's back, stuff is going to reduce for Davis. But there's always the ever-looming injury. But the problem is that you know that, I knew it, I know that, but so does everybody else. So if you try and trade him for a top five play, no one's going to do it. So if you trade him, while it's theoretically a sell high, it's like a, it's like a sell low because someone will give you like the 20th best player. And maybe that's good because if Davis isn't playing, you're getting zeros. But there's nothing to say that he, that he gets hurt. He has played 70 plus games multiple times in his career. He is not a guy that is hurt as much as what the media or people will make you believe. The last couple of years have been rough, but he's played 70 plus multiple times. Multiple times. So maybe he just plays through it. Maybe he's fine. It's possible. Austin Reeves scored 21 in 27 minutes. 
Really good from him the last two games. He's at least a streamer, but LeBron will hurt that impact. Um, the two returners, Dennis Schroeder, 23 minutes, 13-2-2. Two two. It's okay. I actually don't think he's got 30 minutes in him this season, but I don't mind if you want to hold him. I don't think it'll work out, but I don't mind it. And then uh, the tank, 23 minutes for Tom Bryant. He did get a bit of garbage time here, 15-9 and nine and 100% shooting. Played, you know, obviously Davis only played 28. A, cut, a little bit of crossover, but not much. I don't think that Bryant's a must-grab player. I think he's a 14-team league guy, and that's probably where Schroeder sits as well. Lonnie Walker, you know my issue with him in category leagues, it's the emptiness. 14-1-2. He shot okay, but didn't get to the line, no steals, no blocks, and one rebound. He's fine as a back-end player. He's fine on the back end of your roster, but someone is going to lose out when if Schroeder pushes up. Yes, Patrick Beverly probably probably will. He only played 20 minutes. Troy Brown only played 23. But Walker's in a bit of a precarious position, I think, for 12-team leagues in that he's okay. But again, if you honestly appraise your roster, is he your best, second-best guy? Sorry, second-worst guy, or is he your worst guy? And if someone's your worst player, they are definitely droppable. But you've got to be able to make that assessment of your roster overall. Let's, I'll tell you what I didn't mention. I talked about Michael Porter before with the Nuggets and Mavs game. I didn't mention that Porter did look a bit iffy, but he did hit the game-winning, well, the go-ahead shot there at the end. So a little bit better. I don't even know that I mentioned Luca's game. He had 22-9. I don't know why that just came to my head now. I was too busy talking about Christian Wood and bloody Tim Hardaway. Um, let's look at the lines of the night. Your monstrous does go to Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors. The waiver wire line of the night goes to Chetty Osman, the Discman City Osman. The young gun is the big stiffy bones Highland and the dud of course, is Keldon Johnson with that putrid performance. Top 10 players in category leagues. Number one was Steph, followed by Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Kevin Porter Jr., Darren Fox. Didn't get to do the Fox sound today. I should have. I just forgot it. I'll do it now. Durant at six, Campaign at seven, Bones Highland at eight, Harrison Barnes at nine, and Kyle Kuzma at 10. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50%. Osman at one. Just watch to see the status of Love and Levert. Maybe he's a streamer. Johnny Concha, Lil John Concha. I think he's a 12-team ad. Tari, regular season. He looked great today. It's a bit of a stash, a bit of a risky one. Don't mind it. Damian Lee, three-point streamer. Corey Kispert, if Beal is hurt, yeah, you can stream him for threes at least. Joshy Green, that's a, that's a watch list guy. Austin Reeves, yeah, playing well. I think that's LeBron absence is impacting him. DeAndre Jordan, stream for rebounds if Jokic is out. Yuta Watanabe, just shooting the lights out. I doubt it sticks at that level, and he's just a deeper league guy. And then Smoking Joe Harris is like a 14-team league player. The points league top 10 for today, we've got Steph, Davis, Dylan Brooksy Brooks, Clay Thompson, Kevin Porter, Bradley Beal, Cameron Payne, Kevin Durant, Bones Highland, and De'Aaron Fox. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave the comments down below. Subscribe and hit the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.